If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals, chief goals. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Coaches, this is TJ Rosine here with the Hardwood Hustle, and uh, today I'm really excited about this episode. I'm flying solo today, but uh, I'm going to just walk us through a little bit of a process here and really kind of inspire us for the next season in our life, whether it's the off season or the season or um, whatever whatever you might be jumping into to next. But um, it's the thought of extreme. Let me say it again: extreme ownership. Uh, as coaches, it's really easy for us to kind of get frustrated and to to play the blame game, whether it's blame players or administrators or the schedule or whatever it is that we want to blame. And one of the reasons I think sometimes it's easy for us to blame is because we're always getting blamed, right? I mean, it's always a parent thinks this, administrator thinks this, and our, our natural instinct is um, to fight back. I mean, that's what we do, right? We're competitors. We fight. We compete. And I think that uh, over the course of a season, uh, we have those those flows, too, where parents are unhappy about this, administrators are unhappy about this, and uh, this didn't go well. We lost a couple at the buzzer, and our natural uh, inclination could be to go to maybe a reason why. And, and, and I'm going to challenge you uh, to actually go into this next season of life and whatever it is. Just pick something small. Not, you don't have to pick everything, but uh, maybe it could be the next season, could be the preseason, whatever you, you uh, whatever next step is for you, and try something out. And that something is what we just talked about, an extreme ownership, extreme ownership, just owning everything. Don't waste any time thinking about what could have happened if this happened and this player did this and that person didn't do this. Just own everything. Just assume right off the bat that everything is going to be your fault. You're going to own it, and you're going to move it forward. You know, it's really funny when you, you try and put this into practice, and I've, I've done it, and I'll be real real transparent in that it's not the easiest thing to do. And even when you focus on it for a while, you know, there's going to be something that comes up that you really don't want to go to that place. And um, it, it can be really, really challenging, and, and especially when you're in a conversation with a player and, you know, they're they're wrong and, and you're right and you're 95%, you know, right, and maybe they're 5% right. But just owning it, you know, owning the 5% they're right about, the things that you could do better, the problem they have or the issue they have within the team or whatever just just owning that to the highest level possible and so you could you could actually start by uh just doing it in practice of small things let's just say that your spouse and you um are having an argument and maybe there's something that comes up something wrong whatever and just saying you know what I may think that he or she is 95% wrong, but what I'm going to practice right now is extreme ownership. And whatever that 5% is, I'm just going to own that thing, and that's going to be the main thing, and and I'm going to just move forward and get better from that. It is a really um, freeing thing to think about um, as a person, especially as a a coach, uh, to be able to think about owning absolutely everything, good, bad, and indifferent. You are just going to own it, handle it, take care of it, and move it forward. And um, what you're going to find out is as you go through the practice of extreme ownership, 
is that uh, you're going to spend a lot less petty time, time on things that might not uh, matter to you, things that you are actually probably holding you down from moving your team forward. Um, you're going to spend a lot less time thinking in, in, in negative terms. You're going to be a, probably a much more uh, positive uh, get the get the job done approach. And um, this is something that I think all of us uh, expect from our players. But at the same time, we don't always live it out. We don't always uh, we don't always have extreme ownership on our end. And, and again, I'm not making excuses, but also complete understanding as to why we play and we play and work in one of the toughest professions in coaching basketball or coaching any sport for that matter and and we play in this uh, game that's getting harder and harder because more and more people have access to it whether it's more and more parents more and more people coaching your players more and more people handling your players more and more people pouring a voice into your players it feels like the control that we had as coaches is becoming less and less and i don't think control is the right word but just the the ability we had to handle uh, the situation, not the individual, because remember, we don't handle people, we handle animals, but um, w- the ability to handle the situation when things came up and we had maybe a parent or an administrator, like there's, there's now it's, uh, you know, people get afraid for legal reasons and they want to do this and so-and-so parent says this and they don't make, donate money here. It's just a tougher world to operate in and not saying it's a, um, it's a worse world to operate. It's just a tougher world to operate as far as coaching is concerned because there's so many other things outside of the sphere of just coaching your team that actually come into play. And that's what makes it so hard. I mean, man, if we all could just go in and coach our team every day and not have to worry about all the other stuff, uh, how much fun would that be, right? But we also know that sometimes just coaching our team is just 10% of it. Really, the other 90% of it is is all these things that come up that we have to deal with. And so if it really was, you know, we just desire to coach our team and we desire to get them better, we desire to help them, we desire to grow them, but all of this stuff is taking our other time. Well, I'm, I'm giving you an, an idea of how to eliminate all of that other time. Not all of it, but a lot of that time and where it goes. And I really think if you were to practice extreme ownership, not just ownership, like, you know, my bad and move on, but extreme ownership, you know, like just uh, taking accountability for just about everything. Not, not There's a difference between taking accountability and taking the blame. I'm not saying you should take the blame for everything. There's, uh, it, it's doesn't, it's not a uh, bailing young people out. They need to be held accountable for the things that they do. They need to be held accountable for hard work. You're not going to have a good team if you don't have a high bar uh, that you're setting each and every day. So I'm not asking you to drop that bar. I'm probably asking you to raise that bar. But when it comes to other things, petty things, uh, things that probably are in 50-50 arguments, just going ahead and and owning it. So I'm going to give you a couple of practical ideas on how you can take extreme ownership um, for yourself and also how you could pass that on to players uh, to, to make sure that they start developing extreme ownership. But before we do, let's take a little break and get the communication tip of the day from our friends over at Team Snap. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap for today's halftime communication tip. This week, coaches, I'd like to challenge you to embrace rehearsing. If you know the next day or the day after you're going to have a big conversation or you're going to need to address the team about a particular topic, rehearse it beforehand. Take time, whether it's in your car, whether it's walking around by yourself, but rehearse the plan for communication. How's it going to sound? What are you going to say? Figure out a way to rehearse it, find that time in your schedule, and what will happen is when you go to actually communicate the message, 
it'll be that much more clear and that much more efficient because you will have rehearsed it and built up the confidence prior to the communication. Thanks to our friends over at TeamSnap. Make sure you check out TeamSnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app serving over 15 million people across the globe, helping coaches, players, and parents all get on the same page and organized all year long. All right, so in part one, we've kind of outlined extreme ownership. You have just uh, the practice of moving forward and owning everything and not looking for excuses, not looking for ways out, not looking for anybody to blame, but just owning it. And so uh, just, uh, you know, as a quick refresher, let's just say that something comes up and, um, you know, it's it's the majority of the, the problem is the fault of the other person. Um, but at the same time, you might have had a little bit of fault in that. Well, you're, you're not going to focus on their fault. You're going to focus on your fault and you're going to take ownership from that. And um, even though that you, you want to be right, you want to prove and we all want to be right. We probably, in a lot of cases, as the coach, probably know better than the player and know better than the parents. But it doesn't matter. We're going to take that to the next level with extreme ownership and we're just going to handle the things that we can. Now, let me, let me say it again. You're not bailing them out. You're not letting them out of a situation. If somebody does something wrong, we're not standing, um, standing by idly watching things that shouldn't happen happen. We're still standing up for the things that are right. But let's go into some practical um, situations. So, for instance, um, you know, a, a parent comes in and, and they want to talk, and uh, you say, "I welcome this time." Obviously, the the time with my players is extremely important, but I, I can always make time for a parent. Um, what can we talk about today? Well, so and so thinks that you're playing favorite. So and so thinks you're da da da. So and so thinks you're doing whatever. Hmm. Huh. Well, okay, I, you know, I try not to play favorites, but I'm going to make sure I pay attention to that and uh, hope that I don't play favorites. Um, maybe that's never my intention, but I'm really going to try and hammer down and make sure that I'm watching out for me doing that in, in each each practice and each game uh, because I never set out as a coach to desire um, uh, being unfair to, to, to players. Okay, and then the parents' next problem is, well, I think my son or daughter should be getting more playing time. Wait, well, listen, I appreciate the fact that you think that you get, you'd be getting more playing time. I do the absolute best as I co- coach to uh, do right by every single player in here to do the best for the team. And our job as a coach is to help my team win, so we play the players we think fit that. Um, you know, I'm sorry that you don't feel like your son or daughter gets adequate playing time, but you know what? I'm going to watch out for that. I'm going to start ch- charting the playing time and see if I think I'm off on what I believe they should be playing. So if I think they should be playing six minutes a game and I realize they're only playing four because uh, maybe I'm getting caught up in some other things, I'll make that adjustment um, and I'll let you know. But uh, I'm doing the best I can for the team. So just owning it, you know, not just saying, well, so I don't think they should be playing because of this. I don't think they should be. Hey, listen, I own the fact that I'm the, I'm the decider of playing time. And I own the fact that, you know, there's, I think about this in, 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 in forethought about how much a player should play. And uh, maybe you are making a mistake. Maybe they should be playing four minutes a game and they're only playing one minute a game because you get caught up and forget to go back to the bench or you're, you're scared to pull the trigger. But really, they've earned four minutes in, instead of one minute. Hey, maybe it could be yours. And if you're not, you say, hey, listen, I went back and I evaluated and I, I believe they should be playing about four minutes a game. It varies game to game. And uh, they were playing roughly three and a half to five minutes in each and every one of these games. And that's where I believe they're at. Well, we think it's different. Well, I understand that. Um, and I own the fact that I'm the coach, and I'll take extreme ownership here, that i got to make tough decisions. And uh, I'm still at the four uh, spot, but I'm open to seeing them improve. And, you know, thank you so much for your time. You know, it, it's a really um, positive way to handle things is that you're not having to prove yourself. You're just owning every decision that you make. You're, you're owning it with confidence. You're owning it with passion. 
And uh, no need to be confrontational about it. No need to be um, uh, long-winded about it when you know that what you believe and you believe in what you're doing. And so I think it's a way that you can approach parent conversations, administrative conversations, uh, peer conversation, player conversations, uh, extreme accountability. The one thing you've heard us say before that we always say with our team is it's always the fault of the better player. Always the fault of the better player. We want our best players at Emmanuel College and any place that I'm in a gym working with players at a PGC session. I want my best players to believe that every time something doesn't go right, it's their fault. Well, you know who the best player on the team should be? The best player on the team should be the coach. You have the most wisdom, the most knowledge, the most experience. You're the best player on the team. You've been down that road. You've worked and you've failed and you've, you've, you've done things they've never done before. So if you are the best player on the team, then remember it's always the fault of the better player. And that right there is absolute extreme ownership. Owning the fact that you as the coach are the best player on the team knowing that there's a lot of things that are going to go wrong. Let's say we put people in a drill. We put players three on two, two on one, and they mess it up and they don't do it right. And our natural reaction is like, hey, I explained that. Why didn't you get it right? But a really extreme ownership point of view would be this. I obviously didn't explain it well enough. If they couldn't do it after my explanation, it wasn't good enough. That's what extreme ownership looks like. But most of the time, we'll probably go down the other road. How many times I got to tell you, you follow your pass? How many times I got to tell you the shooter gets back? Or whatever your rules are for three-on-two, two-on-one, we're getting frustrated. We're assuming that it's somebody else's fault. And that's not taking the extreme accountability. That's not the fault of the better player. You're passing that on like somebody else had some fault there that's because they're a better player than me. And now, listen, I, I recognize the fact that you may have, you may have explained three-on-two, two-on-one to a T. Right, you may have explained that, and somebody might not have been listening. Somebody might have zoned out. Somebody, you could always think that. You could always spend time trying to figure it out. You could ask the questions as to why they didn't do that in that particular situation. Who wasn't listening? Why didn't you understand what you were getting? And not that you know asking questions is bad. Ask, ask, asking questions is a great teaching tool, and you want to continue to do that. You want to ask as many questions um, as you possibly can. In fact, if you want to have extreme ownership then you want to know why what you did wasn't good enough. So you're not just bailing them out of there, but you're assuming that your instructions weren't good enough. So you're going to ask some questions to figure out why your instructions weren't good enough because you're the better player. So coaches, just take a second to uh, to think about that and, and practice this in little daily uh, endeavors. I mean, it could actually really help you in things like parenting or, 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 or with your spouse when you start thinking about um, you know, trying to raise a child and you tell them to go do something and they continually don't do something. Well, assume you're the better player. You've been down this road before. You know, you're older, you're more mature. What's the reason they're not doing this? It's your job as the better player to figure out why they're not doing this and to help them get to that point and not just say, well, just because they don't listen, it's because they don't care, it's because they don't whatever. Assume that you're a better teacher than that. That's extreme accountability. I'm a better teacher than that. I can teach a child how to go pick up their room. I can teach a whatever the situation might be. Um, you can be the better player. And, and even sometimes when you're not the better player, it's better to claim the position of the better player because you're going to more quickly morph in 
to the better player. You're going to start handling situations like you are the better player. And before you know it, you might be the better player. So, um, coaches, I just wanted to challenge you with you that today and, and, uh, challenge you with that today and, 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 and bring to the forefront of what it looks like to be the better player, what it looks like to have extreme accountability and to challenge you to do it in some particular aspect of your life, maybe preparing for your coaching, um, to be able to get to that point. But, to go ahead and uh, just own it. Go ahead and just uh, own the fact that you're going to have extreme accountability. And and you know what? The frustrating part of it is a lot of people around you in your world could be your assistant coaches, could be your administrator, could be your principal, could be your parents, whatever. They're not going to choose this route. So then it's really frustrating because you feel like you're on an island of your own. You feel like, uh, um, you know, gosh, I'm out here by myself and I'm trying to take accountability. No one else even cares. Uh, but you know what? People that don't take responsibility are going to live in mediocrity, and you're you're trying to be an island of excellence in a sea of mediocrity, you know, where everybody else chooses not to take extreme accountability. Everybody else chooses to point fingers. Everybody else chooses to just argue about why they're right. You're going down another road. You're going to be an island of excellence in a sea of mediocrity because you are going to take on something that very few people ever take on, and that is extreme accountability. It's always the fault of the better player. You're the better player, and you take extreme accountability. Coaches, hope this challenged you a little bit. Uh, let me know. We'd love to hear. Hardwood underscore hustle. Love to get an email from you on uh, maybe uh, send us out a uh, tweet on Twitter. It's what I use a lot at Coach TJ Rosine. And I want to hear from you. Uh, what are you doing? What are you going to take extreme accountability for? How did it play out for you? Uh, what were the struggles of it? Uh, and I'd, I'd love to hear some of those stories. So, hey, this is the Hardwood Hustle. Uh, we appreciate you, and thanks for joining.